Welcome to the Sif Spoil for Toy Story 4. This is where we care not if we spoil the movie. They all we're gonna die. talk. We're gonna talk. No, that was Toy Story 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to talk about specific jokes, instances, relationships, deaths, all the things that uh, that might happen in spoilers, uh, cameos. Uh, Easter eggs. There's a lot of cameos in this one. Oh my goodness, the Easter eggs in this are crazy. Yeah. There's so many. Carl Reinhardt, or Rein, Reiner Oceris. Uh-huh. Did you catch all those? No, I didn't, okay, so I didn't they, catch the names. I knew they were all, like yeah. the cameos where all the old dinosaurs were like all yeah. old comedians. Carl Reiner Oceris, there was Bitey White. Uh-huh. Uh... Where did he go? But they didn't say their names in the movies, right? They said just said them in the credits. Yeah. Cheryl Burnett. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it, Melephant Brooks. Yeah. I, I knew I heard all of their voices, and I was yeah. like, oh, my goodness, that those guys are awesome. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, obviously we're going to spoil it, uh, so you probably don't want to be here. Plus, we'll probably just jump around, so it may not even make sense to you. Um, yeah, well, let's keep talking about that, because uh, not only were there some fun voice cameos, but the Easter eggs in this thing were crazy. Uh, the director, I think, has said it may be a record for a Pixar movie, as far as Easter eggs are concerned. Um, and I, I wonder, I saw so many of them, I'm sure I missed a ton of them as well, but I wonder if they referenced every single Pixar movie in short. That has been done because I saw a lifted reference. Do you remember the Pixar short lifted? Uh, it was the one. It was like a space UFO one. I saw a Wally B uh, reference. I didn't see a single Easter egg. Wow. Wow. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't see a single Easter egg. Do you, so I, I'm just <clears> going to go through this now and what I can remember. What I can remember that I saw uh, and then I'm sure there's even more than that. Uh, she, at one point, asks for a badge, and she hands her a grape soda um, bottle top, and she's like, no, that not that. Oh, yeah. That's from Up. The last oh, okay. the last badge he pins on is that gra- the exact same grape you know, soda bottle. There's a, there's I've a, only seen Up once. There's a, there's a, well, this is also Up. There's a dog's p- playing poker uh, painting in the antique store that has Doug from up oh, in yeah. it uh so you know just stuff like that is all throughout this thing uh one of the pixar shorts tin toy uh is actually tinny in this movie like when they go into the like the radio and like there's this party in the antique store that's happening in there mm-hmm. the toys the one that greets them at the door is actually one of the first pixar shorts oh. uh called tin toy uh is in there that's so cool. yeah so just uh, like all throughout this thing there are just those little subtle nods and stuff that's going on that's super cool. It's I wish so it fun. Yeah, that's okay. This goes back to kind of what you said about Godzilla, mm-hmm. um, and how I said there were so many Easter eggs, but you said that you didn't catch any of them, but it didn't affect your viewing, right? Because the fact I didn't catch them didn't take away from you know any amazingness that this movie gave exactly. me. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting that you had this experience where you're catching all this stuff. Like, oh my gosh, a tin, 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 tin toy, tin yeah. toy, yeah. I can't even remember his name. I didn't even, I didn't even see a Wally in there. Yeah, there's I mean, there's just I'm sure there's there's stuff I missed all over the place. That yeah. antique store was probably a treasure trove. Oh yeah. Of, you know, the ability to sneak stuff in. I'm trying to think of any more that I can remember seeing. I, I know I had six or seven moments where I was like, hey, look, look at that. But <laughs> I can only remember like two or three of them now. Yeah. Because my, my brain's going, guys. I'm yeah. getting old. Combat Carl. Oh man! He just wants that high five. 
Oh man, and you missed you missed the ultimate combat, Carl. Did he, he, finally, he finally got a high five. He got he? a high five at the very end of the By credits. Duke Kaboom. Yes, Duke uh-huh. Kaboom comes in and does the Pixar light thing on the the Pixar thing. Yeah, and then gives kind Com- of combat the Carl. white. I think it was the, yes, the one the in white, the white outfit. It's the snow combat, Carl. Yeah. Voiced by Carl Weathers. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. That's, There's another nice little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that joke was so great. Yeah. Uh, the plush rush that you oh mentioned. Oh, my gosh. The audience just lost it when they showed her getting some wine, taking a bath. <laughs> that, and then they just <laughs> rose up next to her bed. I was almost crying. I was laughing so yeah. hard. And uh, I was sandwiched in between two families, and there were kids like on either side of me. Yeah. And they were, they didn't, I guess they didn't catch the humor there because they were like, I don't get it. And <laughs> this crazy old man sitting next to me is laughing his butt off. Yeah. Oh, man. The plush rush. It's the funniest thing I've seen in, in, in any, like, it beats anything hilarious from Finding Nemo, Wally, anything. It's probably the funniest Pixar movie. Lots for me. of laughs. Lots of laughs in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those things where my experience is I, I like, I want to go through all the jokes, but I honestly, there's so many of them, I, I can't remember them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, uh, as, yeah. as I, I will have over the next week moments yeah. where one will come back to me and I'm like, oh my goodness, that oh, was yeah, so great. Uh, Buzz Lightyear had the running gag about the inner voice, you know, with yes. his buttons. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's so great. Keep reminding me of other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember seeing the three-eyed aliens from the claw machine in this. I don't either. Okay. Now that you mention it, I wonder if they were. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's, here's the joke that I loved um, that is actually in- critical to the plot. Trash. And it's, it's trash. 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 <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> he keeps jumping in the trash over oh, and over again. It's so funny. How did that joke not get old? Like, they did it probably 50 times. Yeah. And it just, it was funny every single time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. Okay, so going back to podcast proper, I talked about a, a, a character's tonal shift being too, like, immediate. Mm-hmm. And it's whenever um, Woody is explaining to Forky how... Uh, Bonnie feels about him how he feels about trash. And he's like, oh, I get it now. I want to be... I thought I was just like, okay, so you're just going to switch that quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was a little too con- okay. plot convenient for me. I mean, obviously, it had to happen for the story, too. Sure. And then uh, I had issues well, with... Well, and, and let, me give, let me give you some backup for that feeling. Okay. Uh, I didn't have that feeling, and I don't, I don't necessarily know that it, it even now bothers me at all. But there is some backup to that because the very first movie is about Buzz Lightyear taking an entire movie yeah. to actually admit, you know, to, to have a shift like that or understand that. And so for a toy to be able to do that immediately feels different than that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, and then also, I think that Woody made some choices in this movie that were not in the best interest of not only himself, but others. Like, uh, he kept, like, he's totally switched on Gabby Gab, like, uh, like, oh, I'm going to go help her now, or, um... I like that, though. Really? That seemed like, I, that seemed to fit his character. Yeah, I will say that one scene where she finally gets her voice box fixed, and then the girl picks her up, or Harmony was her name, mm-hmm. I think, and then she just puts her down. That was one of the most heartbreaking well, scenes. Well, there's some beautiful stuff in there about changing yourself for others and not realizing that you're forcing something that's not meant to be. Yeah. And the idea of, you know, uh, that she thought that this one thing would change it. Yeah. And, man, I just uh, I feel like 
everybody's been there. You yeah. know, where it's like, if I could just change this one thing about me, you know, people would think differently. Yeah. And then you do manage to change it. And it's like, oh, no, that wasn't the only thing people don't like about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it's yeah, it's a really interesting uh, and deep kind of idea that's going on there. But, yeah, I found that really powerful. Yeah. Uh, the uh, ventriloquist dummies. Whew. Horrifying. Yes. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Uh, Buzz didn't really have that. He was more of a side character as opposed to, you know, being sure. the sidekick in this one. I think he, I, ha- I think he had the <clears throat> biggest emotional impact. Buzz? Uh-huh. On the movie. I think that last scene where he's... Oh, he's telling Woody it's okay. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's going to be okay. Yeah. I think when you have to talk about that scene where yeah. Woody is breaking up with the gang. Yeah. He's going off with Bonnie. Or, yeah. With Bo. With Bo. Bo, Bo, Bo. With Bo. Yeah. Everybody else is going with Bonnie. Um, how did you feel about that? I loved it. Yeah. I, I absolutely... It's bookended really nicely with that first scene with Bo Peep when she gets taken away. Mm-hmm. The first time, um, you know, and they have that conversation. Uh, it's Woody facing his ultimate fear, which is to be a lost toy. Yeah. Um, and again, purpose. Goes back to purpose. What is my purpose? My purpose has always been to have a kid and, you know, to be there for that kid and be played with by that kid mm-hmm. and him being willing to let go and and kind of you know he becomes empty nest at that point you yeah. know it's it's a it's a parent being okay that their kids don't really want to have a lot to do with them anymore because they they're going and living their own life now yeah and um yeah it's it's really powerful i thought it was interesting the dynamic that was brought up that i never really thought about between a toy owned by a kid and a toy shared by many kids, you know, like at the playground and stuff. Yeah. And and a toy it's on display for their whole life to be won by a kid and never chosen. Like, you know, that, that whole carnival idea was really fascinating as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else popping into your head? I'm sure you got a thousand things. Oh, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of specific stuff obviously we could talk about yeah. uh, but it is one of those things where it's just there's just so much in there um that it's you know kind of hard to talk about oh here's another running gag that i loved that uh uh the unicorn kept wanting oh, the dad to get, to get arrested dad to dad's totally going <laughs> dad's to jail totally going to jail <laughs> okay it was Seth rogan right was it is it, who's who's the unicorn voice i got it pulled up right here i'll tell you all right fair enough unicorn we got Gabby Gabby. Here's a, here's something I'll talk about while you guys are looking for that. Um, the idea that the Toy Story universe has added characters with every movie and is still giving a little bit of screen time to those characters. I've talked about the Ice Age problem before. That this is one of the major problems I have with the Ice Age movies is that they don't know how to handle that. I feel like the Toy Story movies understand how to handle it because they're not forcing those you know other characters that are side characters to be in the movie a ton. You know what I mean? Like it's like they're there every once in a while and that's okay. And, but it's, it knows who its central characters are for this movie. Uh, and it knows who its new characters are for this movie. And I thought this did that really, really well. Um, I also really like the Duke Kaboom stuff. Um, the idea of that final jump was so hilarious. The way it was, I know it's so great. Oh, it is Jeff Garland. Okay. His name's Buttercup. That's right, Buttercup. Yeah, it's yeah. Jeff Garland. I love Jeff Garland. He's such a good guy. You, yeah. Do you watch Goldberg's? No, I don't. I think you'd really like it. You think so? Yeah. Let's have a laugh track. No, I don't think it does. All right. All right. Then I can try it. Yeah. Not that I not that I will, but I can. Yeah, you can. 
You uh, have the power. What else? Anything else that uh, we want to spoil? We want to talk about Gabby Gabby anymore? You know, she gets found. That's a really... Let's talk oh, about the, the emotion. girl? Yeah, let's talk about the, um, the most emotional parts of the movie for me. I think I welled up in tears probably three times. I never did in this movie. Okay, well, I the did first in Toy was Story three. The first was the it was very parental. The first was kid going to school, not having a friend, being in this new world. They hit that so note perfect. Oh, when the kid came over and took her art supplies. Yeah, uh-huh. well, just just you know, kind of being without her mom for the first time and needing a friend and yeah, like they hit all that stuff so note perfect. So my ears, my ears, my ears welled up. You know, in that moment. <laughs> We cry with our ears, there right? Was, That's how that happens. There was so much earwax pouring out, so many... Uh, Can you imagine? What if that was biologically how, how the emotion worked? Pass. <laughs> I think that we, shirts would be designed differently to where, you know, they you would think just so? fall right off. You don't want that stuff piling oh, up on your shoulders. man. Uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, my ears welled up, uh, with that moment. And then also, uh, had my nostrils well up, uh, during the, uh, the moment at the end, obviously, uh, with Buzz and Woody. Um, yeah. That was actually the closest I probably got to, you know, crying, crying. Um, so I I did kind of emote then as well. What were some of the other emotional beats? I mean, we mentioned <sighs> the other Bonnie, uh, or not the Bonnie, but the girl finding Gabby yeah, Gabby. Um, uh, I didn't remember Bo uh, ever being lost in any of the other movies was she not in toy story 3 or? it's a great question um she was not in toy story 3 i don't believe okay um so so yeah because they had a rc you know stuck in the drain and then woody goes down to save rc brings him back up and then mm-hmm. Bo leaves it, which is kind of an emotional scene yeah it's it's more uh you know premise building than anything you know setting up like oh we're gonna bring Bo back and uh, I like the fact that, man, like I said in the podcast proper, I love the fact that Bo actually had a story arc in this one. And Billy Goat Gruff. <laughs> I was going to say, one of my favorite parts about Billy Goat Gruff, by the way, another great running gag, yeah. right? One of my favorite parts about that is when Duke Kaboom comes on the scene, he knows everything about, you know, he's like, hey, Billy Goat and Gruff. Like, he's yeah. like he's totally on top of it. And Woody has already messed that up. And he give, Woody gives this look like, oh, come on, you know, yeah. like. And it's so perfect. And it's those kind of subtle things where, you know, where you can just identify with Woody in that moment where it's like, you know, it's your fault. You're the one who blew it. Yeah. But you're going to take it out on this person because, like, they have it all together. You know, like, it's (laughs) it's so perfect. Well, uh, Bo and Duke had that banter going back and forth about, yeah, he must, this toy you're talking about must be terrible. Yes. Yeah. That same concept. That terrible toy is you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that same kind of concept. So. I'm surprised they really didn't use the cat uh, gimmick more since, you know, I thought it was... It was a photorealistic cat in a Toy Story movie. The cat looked more like an actual cat than the humans look like actual humans. Or the dog, the Sid's dog, you know, in yeah. the first Toy Story. <laughs> that horrifying creature that was supposedly a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they live, in a, they, they live in this world where cats look exactly like cats in our world, but everything else is different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you go back and you watch the first Toy Story, Andy looks so different than he does in oh, this yeah. movie. I'm like, yeah. it took me a while. I'm like, oh, I guess that's Andy because you got a friend. Well, me they talked playing. about for the first several movies uh, remastering. Well, no, no, no. They yeah. th- no, they talked about they specifically didn't want to use humans as much as possible. Like they were trying to use things that would look good as computer generated yeah. toys. You can do computer generated and make them, you know, look good. 
Uh, so that's kind of, you know, bugs, you can do computer generated and it's not, you're not going to worry about, you know, the uncanny Valley or whatever. Yeah. So they, they tried to do that, uh, up until Incredibles was Incredibles. Their first one that really dealt with a lot of humans front and center. Um, so yeah, it's like, I said, I can't remember which movies are Pixar and which ones aren't. So so it's fat. They didn't want humans in toy story. You know, they, they're barely in there, but, um, only to be traumatized. Yes, exactly. Uh, anything else for the spoilers? Not really. I'm trying to think, like you said, there's just a whole bunch of great moments, but I think we have, I've hit all the ones I really want to talk about. The plush rush, the, uh, combat Carl clap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the high five. The high five. <laughs> we didn't talk about you know. Giggle. It, was, it was that hop forward whenever <laughs> like it. <laughs> there was the the stuffed animal that was torn in half. Is that what we look like? On this? <laughs> so fluffy. Um. Yeah. No. There's key and peel. There's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. The hey, they're not attached in this photo. The the giggles. That's, that's true. They aren't attached. Yeah. So this audio podcast, Andrew. It's audio podcast. Well, hey, I can't help the fact that this is not consistent. Yeah, Giggle Mc or Pimple McGiggles or whatever. Pimple? I don't think her name was Pimple McGiggles. Dimple. It was it was Giggle, Giggle McDimples. McDimples. Yeah. Giggle McDimples. Chimples. Chimple. I thought you know I thought she was Amy Poehler, but that's not Amy Poehler who did that voice, is it? No, it's uh, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm just going to apologize in advance. I think I know who you're talking about. It's the girl from Last Man is on it, Earth, right? Is it Maki or Maki? Ali Maki. Oh, I thought it was Kristen Shaw. Who's Kristen Shaw? No, she's uh, she's the uh, Triceratops. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's so many people now. Yeah. So Flea is in this movie? Oh, yeah. Flea is the uh, Kaboom TV announcer. Oh, nice. Who's Mr. Pickle Pants? <laughs> It's Timothy Dalton. Uh, I know it's Timothy Dalton. I'm yeah. just trying to remember who Mr. or Mr. Pickle Pants is. Oh, the porcupine. Oh, now I can totally see it. I'm telling you, man. There is a cast and a half how, in this movie. How are there, you know, triple digits cast members in this thing and yes. it doesn't feel yeah. like it? You know what I mean? Like that's that's a magic trick, right? That you can put this many cameos and actual characters in a movie, you know. I mean, Joan Cusack is Jesse. Yeah, you know she's here. She's not doing a ton of stuff, but I just think the movie understands how to use the resources it needs to use to have the story it wants to have. That's really brilliant. And another thing that this movie does, and a lot of Pixar movies, or I get, I guess I can't even say a lot of Pixar. This movie, especially along with the Lego Movie, which I know isn't Pixar, Mm -hmm. it can have a titan of a cast, but not you know really like have to rely on like. People re- recognizing who that voice is, you know, right. just, they focus on telling a good story and it just yeah. happens to have. An That's A-list exactly list. right. Yeah. Pixar is perfect at that. Um, so there you go. There's some, I mean, some extra thoughts. Who wouldn't want to be a part of this franchise? I think that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. they, everybody in Hollywood is like Toy Story. I, I want to be in a Toy Story movie. Yeah. I'll so, have one line in a Toy Story movie. Ten years from now when Toy Story 5 is announced. Do you, you not think be, this is gonna, the bookend? Do you not think that Toy Story is done? I thought that about Toy Story 3, though, too. I did, too. That's true. Right? It's just going to feel weird with Buzz and Woody. You I know? understand. I'm just saying, 10 years from now, when Disney wants some more, some more money from the Toy Stories, and they announce Toy Story 5, how are we going to feel? Do we trust them after knocking it out of the park four times in a row? Well, I think, you know, they realize if you just give them a decade, they can come up with a good story. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just don't rush it. 
Just don't rush it. Uh, I think that's all I've got to say about spoilers. You good? Oh, I'm good, yeah. All right, we're good. Thank you for hanging out and chatting some spoilers with us uh, about Toy Story 4. Um, I'm I'm guessing we'll probably want to do spoilers with yesterday. There'll probably be some plot movements in that that we'll probably want to talk about. I'm yeah. guessing. Um, so there may be a spoiler episode next week as well. Sweet. Thanks. Bye. See you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.